The Mom Buns Podcast is part girl talk, part therapy session, and loads of life hacks in between. Join two college BFFs who reunited in their 30s with careers, husbands, and babies in tow. Moms have a lot to say, and we aren't holding back. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Mom Buns Podcast. This is Lauren. And Ashley. And today we want to talk to you about travel. You know, we've actually done a handful of travel episodes, not like, you know, exotic travel or like, you know, get away with your husband, vacation travel. No, Ashley, we talk about traveling with kids. Yes. And survival of traveling with kids. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much. So when you go back to season one, I think actually our very first episode uh, had to do with travel with kids. And then you went to Australia with kids. And so we had to kind of update that episode. Um, but I will tell you in this season of pandemic, um, that we've been in for the last three or four months, um, I, I was on pace to, you know, like earn my status again on the airlines and everything. I mean, like by March I was, I was well on my way. And then And I have not flown anywhere, been anywhere um, in four months. So uh, travel looks a lot different with kids. It's a lot more road-based. Um, and yeah. it could be a lot of like day trips and things. And I know that you and your family, um, as you mentioned in our last episode, you actually took uh, an, a big road trip with your family. We so did. We did. Update this. Uh, mom buns travel recommendations for survival well and you know what i've i've heard i've read a lot of articles because obviously that's what we're doing when we're getting ready for our trips and they you know the studies show that because of the pandemic people are on the road way more and the summer's not quite over yet um depending on how school looks for people and i think everybody is just chomping at the bit to go do something that seems normal to how life used to be and the safest way to do that is to hop in the car or, you know, and, and not put your kids on a plane is what I feel like the big consensus is. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so that's, that's what we decided to do. And part of our decision was because um, we have, you know, we have a newborn, so we, I'm not taking her on a plane. I wouldn't want to, whether we had a pandemic or not. Um, and we were going to visit my dad who is very sick. And so we had to make sure that everybody stayed healthy and basically isolated so that we were able to pull that visit off. Um, so my husband said the best way to do that is to go rent an RV. So we went ahead and did that. We rented an RV and piled everybody into the RV and took a drive to Colorado and, and made a, a trip out of it, to be honest. So many questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody says, like, what? Because it was my, my favorite part of the trip was like, we'd go stay at an RV resort, which is kind of like a camping, a campsite um, where you can hook up and everything. And I'd have her in like a pouch and, or I'd carry her around, you know, far away from people. And people would be like, oh, how old's your baby? And I'm like, two and a half, three weeks old. And their face was like, just aghast. It was so funny. They're like, what? Like, are you crazy? And obviously, I'm not going to explain the situation. We wouldn't have done it had my dad not been sick. But um, it was really important to me and to my husband that we take her to meet him. Um, And 
Um, so I just was cracking up that, you know, I'd say, yeah, you know, we're, we're out doing it. And I got a lot of way to go, mom, way to go. Cause you know, other moms forget or other people forget that the mom is still recovering too. So like, yeah, I'm still injured riding in an RV, trying to wrangle my kids. Um, but my husband was amazing, drove almost the entire 3000 miles minus one hour. Woo. Uh-huh. Um, and so he did all the driving and he did all the planning and made sure we stopped so that the kids could have adventures with him. I stayed in the RV with the baby, but you know, we went to Moab and we went walking around Arches National Park and we found an RV resort that had a pool in it. Nobody was at the pool. So we took the kids to the pool at the end of the day. So, you know, we did stuff like that and he planned the whole thing. I mean, he pulled it off and, and honestly it was his idea because he said, I think we should go for father's day and go take the baby to meet your dad. And that was his gift. So, um, so we, we pulled it off and unicorn. I couldn't have done it without him. I know. Right. Her husband <laughs> is a unicorn. I know. I guess I'll keep him. Yeah. Just, just, uh, I, I think maybe one of these days I'm just going to send a box of like unicorn headsets to your house and, or, you know, yeah. headbands. And then yes. just take a picture for us. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so you said it was three thousand miles. That's there and back. Mm -hmm. How many days mm -hmm. did you take? How many? How many? Like, when were you driving? Were you driving in the night or in the morning? We had a couple long driving days. I think the total of the trip was nine days, um, and we realized very quickly. You know, part of the reason that we we took the RV was because we had a newborn. And so we stopped when she needed to eat, when she needed to be changed, but she slept most of the time. Nice. Um, so we were able to do long stretches. Um, the kids had their car seats. We had plenty of things for them to do. Movies, read along stories, games, toys. Um, you know, the thrill of it for them was just like being in a place where you could ride and sleep at the same time. So that was amazing. Um, but yeah, we drove to Colorado and then drove back to California through Sacramento because my in-laws live there. So we stopped at their house and said hi, and they got to see the baby. Um, but it was, I mean, my husband planned the whole thing. So there were a couple days that we did drive like nine hours. I mean, with stops, it was like nine or 10 hours, which is a lot for your kids to hang out in a car seat. Right. And did you, where do you put a car seat in an RV? They have a table, like a, it's like a kitchen table. And so you could put car seats there or there was like a side seat. So you'd be like facing, you know, the side of the road, looking out, facing the windows of the RV. Almost like um, and you could, yes. So like you could do that. So, um, I mean, there were plenty of places. We had plenty of room to sleep. Um, I made sure to sleep in the bed in the back with the baby so that my husband slept up front with one of the girls so that he could get rest because he was the one driving uh -huh. and that was huge. Um, but you know, he kind of mapped it out so that we would have stops that the kids would find fun. And there were, uh, there were a handful of, are we there yet? And, uh, you know, I don't want to sit in my car seat anymore, but the girls all in all the girls were champs and I would highly recommend it to families. That's awesome. That, is yeah. so, that was one thing I, I couldn't think, um, I haven't been in, in RV, in a while, but I was looking at, you know, like I think there's outdoorsy and RV share and some other um, apps that 
you can actually now rent other people's RVs or trailers and things. Um, so I had been looking at that and I just couldn't tell like where, uh, where you put the car seats, um, how safe they are, or if you even need them in the RV, if you're, you know, like, yeah, you want them to be sitting down, but like if you threw everybody in the back to get some sleep, could you keep driving? <laughs> no, I'll tell you that right now. Cause I tried to go back there and feed the baby while he was driving. And it's, it's like the worst suspension in the back to let everybody sleep. Like it's really bouncy back there. Um, and they always say to be safe, everybody needs to be buckled up. So I would highly recommend putting the car seats in there because then they're contained a little bit better. If they have a booster, I don't know if you need it. Um, but definitely bring the car seats. There's plenty of buckles to do that just depending on the size of RV that you get. Um, but there's plenty of space for it. And, um, so everybody's safe. Now, I will tell you there were times that I would just get up while he was driving to go get the baby a bottle or to go feed, you know, get a snack for the kids. And then I would sit down and buckle back up. So yeah. you do have that flexibility. Um, and there's a bathroom in there. So like we would stop for gas and the kids would go pee in the bathroom and we don't have to get out and go worry about germs. No one's getting out of the car. We're not wrangling children to get back in the car. I mean, that's a big one. That's huge, especially right now when if you are trying to kind of social distance, yeah. stay, stay together, that is, it's a huge plus is, right? Like mm -hmm. no bathroom breaks, you know, outside of where you're at and you just at some point find a dump station and you're good to go. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like we'd have a, we had a station set up by the driver's seat. We've got masks. We've got hand sanitizer. You can wash your hands with soap in the RV when you get back. So literally there's only need for the driver to get out, get gas, do whatever, and then come back. Um, and then you don't have to worry about, I, I feel like it was the safest way to travel in a pandemic. Which it's just, probably explain why I think like sites like Outdoorsy or apps like that are just skyrocketing right now. Um, right. The hardest part is I was looking for them for, you know, some options just for our family, just to just get away for a little while and all the good ones, a lot of the good ones are already rented. Right. Yeah. So you can't, like, yeah. Maybe get something for two weeks. Um, but it's definitely worth asking. Like now I've seen RV rentals or shares on, on Facebook, um, you know, in the marketplace as well as, you know, uh, just different places where you might look, I think next door, maybe, um, where you might, so that would be different ways to do it. Now, what size, do you know how big your RV was? that yes it was 30 feet so it's like driving a big u-haul and i will tell you we weren't planning on getting the 30 foot one we were going to get a smaller one but they were all out yeah we didn't have and and we even rented in the middle of the week which made it easier to get something but the price difference for the amount of space that we were going to be getting um was like oh hands down pay the extra you know 300 bucks and then there were one two three four places for at, for people to sleep in this RV. Um, now it did limit where we stayed. Like there was, um, we wanted to go stay at Lake Tahoe and they had like, you could only have up to 24 feet. Got so it. it did, it did change kind of like where we were able to stay. So that's something else to consider is like how much space do you need? How, how big of a place or, you know, how big of a, of an RV are you comfortable with driving? Because ours had like a truck on the front. It's not like you're driving a Winnebago. That's a different driver's license that you have to have. 
Um, so, you know, just the random Joe was able to do it. And we got ours from Cruise America um, because we wanted to have access to help 24 yeah. seven. And we knew that they were a big enough company that you could, if we ran into an emergency, we didn't want to get stuck in the heat with a newborn. So nope. we were like, eh, you know, um, and that's what we chose. Um, but you kind of have to, there's a lot to learn when you haven't driven an RV before. So do your research ahead of time. Um, and I kind of made a list because I thought, you know what, this will help you and other families determine like not what to get, but here are a few tips that kind of saved us along the way, which again, the bathroom situation was huge. Um, but I really thought like, you can start your drive early at early in the morning. Like you get up, have breakfast and hit the road. Or if you drive at night, the kids are sleeping. So that helps. We made them take lots of naps. So that was always a good thing. Um, but you really do have to take good care of the driver and make sure the driver can get some rest. I think that's huge. So that's why we slept in different quarters. Um, and to have an adult available to help with the kids, like put them in the back with the kids uh -huh. or at least, they get up, you know, because somebody's going to need a snack or somebody's going to get an owie or whatever. Um, and I have to do and, that just in my minivan. Right. <laughs> I would love to be able right. to actually stand up and, and go do those things. Open a refrigerator right. instead of like rifle through a cooler. Yep. See? And that's huge. That's super huge. Um, you know, obviously plan ahead, pack snacks that are easy to eat in the car. It's just like a, a road trip whether you're driving an RV or you're driving your minivan, you want to pack easy snacks, but you also need to get prepared for road sickness. Do your kids get sick on the road? That's the question I have for you. Ooh, no, most of the time, no. Okay. We've had a couple like random incidents, but it hasn't been consistent. Okay, us too. But if you know your kids get road sick, there are certain seats in the RV you don't want to put them in because then they're going to be driving sideways, basically. Ooh, so. Yeah. That's a good point. That's facing backwards, which is right. They haven't done that for a while. Right. And so they're not really used to it. I mean, there's plenty of window space to look at everything, but you don't, you know, bring peppermint gum, peppermint candies, that stuff helps. Or those, um, what are those bands? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, like the, the seasickness bands. Yeah. Those help too, even for road sickness. Cause whatever's in there works for everybody. Um, and what we did is we downloaded podcasts and movies. So the kids got to watch movies, but we got to hear podcasts up front cause they couldn't really hear it. So we're listening to like dirty John <laughs> and they're watching nice. the movie. And they don't care. <laughs> that has been one of the things that has saved us. My parents slept three hours away. So we've done kind of those longer road trips, um, a lot. And actually we haven't been doing them until just this past month we started going again. Um, okay. and uh, well, we determined it was probably just time to pull off the bandaid and go. So, yeah. <laughs> right. But when we go, there's usually a time if we can time it right, especially in the way home, where at least two, sometimes all three kids will fall asleep at the same time. Now, it might only yes. be 30 minutes, but simultaneous nap time is my favorite achievement as a parent. So, yeah. I, uh, I appreciate that. And we will have, that's when we switch over and queue up the adult podcast or the hockey podcast or whatever we're listening to. Um, but there's some great kids podcasts too that Ooh. we really like. So um, there's a handful and then I was like, oh, maybe I should just find 
which ones they are, but we do that. And so like, um, there's like a story time pirates. This is like Ooh. my mom, uh, brain kicking in right here. Um, one is called ear snacks. That one's kind of fun. That one, the kids like to listen to. Um, it's, it's well produced and there's like lots of little stories and kind of like a science thing in there. Um, kids Bible stories, if that's what you're into, actually it's really cute. Um, and they're about 10 minutes and there are stories that your kids can follow along if, especially if they're a little bit, um, used to that. Uh, Sesame Street actually has some older podcasts, yeah. but you can still like, it's still Sesame Street. Um, right. it absolutely works. Story Pirates. That's the one. I think it's Ooh. really fun to listen to Story Pirates. It's also a little bit, sometimes hard to follow if you have little ones, but this is a group of like improv actors that create, um, tell stories based on a child's story or artwork. Oh, cute. So, like, a child will write the story and submit it, and then the improv actors will do that, um, will, like, perform it. And and they'll get, like, I think Kirsten Bell was on one that I was listening to. So it's a little bit – sometimes they're a little bit out there, uh, but it's sure. entertaining, and apparently my kids really like it. So um, Okay. That's kind of fun. The other thing that we did do in pandemic time is we actually came in and, and bought tablets. I don't know if you're there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we have no, two, not yet. We have two Amazon fires and I had, I did buy an iPad mini, um, like in a little bit older one, like a, a mini four or something like that, that we needed them for classwork for school Oh uh, yeah. Like and things. So, and I didn't want to give up my own devices for that. Um, and it's just, they're all about the same size. They're all about seven inches and it's a good size for the kids. But I had to learn. So when you're at home, they're fine because they connect to Wi-Fi and they can get everything. Oh, the first yep. time I took a trip and I was, they're like, where's all my stuff? And I was like, yeah, you don't have Wi-Fi in the car. They're like, we don't have anything to do. Like there wasn't. So I had to buy for the fires, uh, the kids fire tablets. I had to buy the extra SD card so that they had enough memory, but then that the, we could go down and download games, songs, videos, and like more app storage or apps on, um, on those. So now they're set up, but I had to do some Googling about like, how do you do this? Like, how do you make a firework offline? Cause obviously mm -hmm. even if I had Wi-Fi, like my hotspot in the car, it still doesn't work the entire time. Um, right. and it doesn't work at my mom's house cause they don't have great internet or Wi-Fi and no cell service. So uh, it took us a couple times to get that where you had to like, I actually had to go in, I had to sit with them. I'd say like, which movies do you want? What episodes do you want? Now mm -hmm. they're loaded. Um, and they all have two out of phones um, mm -hmm. to plug in. And so yeah. again, like, even if it's, you know, they don't get them every time we're in the car, but if it's, you know, if we know that that's useful, <laughs> well, hand that with the headphones. And yeah. I also like that you can set times on and limits on those as well. So I can say it's one hour okay. a day. I can say it's like one hour at a time, or I can say, especially for my older kids, you must read for 20 minutes before yep. you get to unlock videos or games. Nice. Yeah. I so like that. Nice. And I did figure out how to do that with guided access on the iPad. There's a couple of hacks you can use to uh, okay. limit. You can only be in this app or you only get it for this amount of time. So 
to limit it, but still make that available to them. Well, and let me tell you that I think the, the lifesaver of all this, and I guarantee you do the same thing, is that when you take a road trip, no matter what you do or where you go or how you get there, you really have to mentally prepare for it not to go the way you expect it to, like swimmingly. And you have to go, okay, I'm mentally prepared for there to be some sort of accident or whatever that's, it's not going to go, I'm not going to get there as fast as I think or somebody's gonna have a meltdown or whatever. And so if you mentally prepare for some sort of like, whatever to happen, then you're not disappointed when it does, you just kind of expected it already. That's and true. you can go with the flow. That's true. So I'm sure you do the same thing. I don't probably do it as consciously as I should. Uh, so I, but I definitely do it better than my husband does. <laughs> so we have to teach him. Yeah, you would think, I don't know. I mean, our oldest just turned seven, so you would think. Right. You would have it down by now, but no, not so much. That's okay. That's okay. That's still time. Still time. But we definitely um, do I, our roles when we're packing the car and getting ready. And so yes. we're in charge of the snacks. He's in charge of getting everything in the car and into the roof, you know. Right. Thing. So uh, so as long as we stick to our own roles and we, we do that well, then... Yeah, usually goes off okay. My kids are used to that three-hour drive, and they usually don't even need to take a potty break. That's great. That's huge. Awesome. That is huge. I'm sure you can hear that the inmates are trying to run the asylum at my house now. That's okay. Uh, before I let you go, what is the one memory that you guys made on your RV trip, your road trip with the kids that made it all worthwhile? Uh, the fact that my dad got to hold his new granddaughter on Father's Day. That was, I didn't matter for any of it. All of it was made just by that fact alone. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that yeah. it goes to show that if you really do have to get somewhere, if your family needs to be somewhere, like you guys did, you needed to be there, um, to be there with your dad as he's going through this time. Yeah. It's still possible. And there's alternatives to getting on a plane and flying and they might yeah. not be sexy. They might take a heck of a lot longer than you thought, but there's also opportunities to build in the fun, build in the memories and just do something new. So whether it's, you know, camping or a weekend, you know, staycation somewhere close home, it's getting an Airbnb with a family member after you've been socially distanced, you know, that kind of thing. Um, there right. are still ways to be traveling with your kids and kind of getting away. Uh, even, even in this time of not trying to be around a lot of people and that kind yeah. of thing. So, thank yeah, you. It's for that with us. Sure. Sure. I'm happy to, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert, but I did just pull it off and we all survived. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, do you listeners have any questions about traveling or you've been traveling with kids and you want to tell us how it went good or bad or what yes. you've seen on the road, please send us a note at hello at mombuns.life. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at mombuns.life. And um, also don't forget, if you like this podcast, please share it with a mom or a dad. Uh, yes. Either will do. 
um, and leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast. That helps other people find our podcast as well. And we're so excited to be bringing you season P as in pandemic. Um, and talking more about how moms, how we're putting our buns up and just getting through it one day at a time. So here's to you moms. Uh, thanks for hanging in there with us and see you next time. Thanks for listening to the mom buns podcast. And don't forget to catch our latest episodes wherever you find all your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast.